You told some of the biggest lies that I've ever heard of in my whole life. I love him like a brother. It's a lie, Hulk Hogan, and that's enough to get me hot. But what you said to Elizabeth is enough to get me to the boiling point. Yeah! I love Elizabeth. Hulk Hogan, you say you love Elizabeth? Well, I got news for you, man. Yeah, I got news for you. Elizabeth is going to be in the corner of the Macho Man Randy Savage at WrestleMania 5. Yeah. And let me tell you something. You say you love me like a brother. Well, listen to this, Hulk Hogan. I hate you. I hate your guts. And that's what's going to be left all over the mat after WrestleMania 5. His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack! That's the greatest. My boy, what's up, man? What's good, baby? Man, I feel great, man. Yes, sir. We are back. We are back. Listen, we are entitled to take just a break. I received threatening text messages last week, Black, (laughs) from some of our listeners saying, hey, bro, where the show at, bro? Where we at? When y'all dropping? What time? What we doing? You know what I'm saying? So me and Black, we took a week off. You know, we kind of got some rest in, kind of chilled, you know. And it's okay. We back. You know what I'm saying? But it'll be a, it'll be a long time again before we uh take another break. Well, Black, how you been, man? Being good, man. But we got to let our listeners know, man, we were this close from coming up with a show. Yes, we were. We were this close. We were this close, but we was like, we had to shut it down, you know, for a week, you know, to get a little rest and rebuild everything back up. And we back here in the building again. Yes, sir. Ready to give give y'all what y'all want to hear. Yes, so we are definitely back, man. We got a lot to get into. We got a lot to cover. Um, of course, we're going to talk Pat Mahomes getting paid. Uh, the Madden uh, quarterback rankings came out today. Man, Black, we're going to get into that. As long as the ESPN uh, running back and um, wide receiver top five list that they put out. We're going to talk some NBA and we're going to talk some UFC 251 that took place this last Saturday night, man. So a lot to get into. But Black, you know, it, ever so often, me and you have to take a little bit of time. And we have to address uh, some, some blasphemy, um, some rhetoric, um, just plain old garbage that sometimes we have to address. And we're going to have to do that before we get the show rolling today. Um, and this is why me and Black are going to have this conversation. I'm going to play this clip, and we're going to dive right in. Still, why is LeBron James not in your top five? LeBron James is in my top ten. Okay. But he's ten, possibly. Whoa! Is Shaq in your top ten? Shaq's in my top ten. Is Kobe? No, Kobe's not in my top ten. Kobe's like 11. Magic, Larry Bird. Magic, Larry, yeah. Larry Bird. Um, who did I just say? Um... 
Archibald has to be uh, Oscar and Nate Archibald are in your top 10 it's so much easier to score now that it makes it hard to judge guys ability because it's so easy to score like I was I was a good score I wasn't even a great score I averaged 17 points a game at my highest I think 18 in that year I probably would average 26 25 he's great but for me Okay, so that was Kenny Smith. Kenny the Jet Smith. Um, basically, um, wow. Let me, I, I can't even find the words because I didn't expect this from someone like the Jet. I didn't expect this, expect this, Black. I was shocked and I was appalled at the things that Kenny the Jet Smith had, had to say. So Kenny the Jet Smith doesn't believe that LeBron James is a top five player, top two player. He may be a top 10 player. And the late great Kobe Bean Bryant is 11 or so on his list. So we just want to push that out there uh, for our listeners. Now, Black, let me know how you feel about that. Talk to me about what the Jet had to say about Kobe and LeBron James. You know what, man? I I just really realized listening to that, man. You know, Kenny the Jet is really an old school hater, bro. He's just an old school hater. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, his time in the league, you know, it really wasn't much greatness that he got to see, you know? Mm. You know, he didn't get to see uh, the greatness of a Kobe Bryant or the greatness of a of uh, LeBron James, you know, I, you know, he had Michael Jordan and his teammates, he, Akeem Olajuwon, you know, and those old school guys. But you know, no disrespect to them, but to have LeBron James number ten and Kobe Bryant number eleven or so, or so, <clears throat> is god awful. How I want to know who he has in the top five. Honestly, I really do. I really want to know that. Mm-hmm. But for him to have... Well, it's like uh, what you said. He got Larry and Magic, Michael, you know, uh, uh, Bill Russell and somebody like that. Like you said. He just, bro, I don't know what to say about Kenny, but Kenny, you need to tighten it up, bro. You've been covering basketball since I've been in grade school. You've been covering it. And for you to come and say Kobe Bryant and LeBron James is number 10 and Kobe may be 11, you honestly, you absolutely do not believe that you absolutely don't so mm, kenny mm, i think mm. you need to have a seat in your man cave at home and really put up pull up youtube and go look up some videos so you can be reminded of the greatness of kobe bryant and lebron james all right uh the jet kenny You get paid millions of dollars to be on TV two to three times a week for the last 20 plus years to talk basketball. Kenny Smith, you played professional basketball. And like you said, you were a decent player. Average 17, 18 points throughout your career. You got two championships. I can't talk bad about the NBA player that you were. But you sound utterly ridiculous. And I'm going to take it a step further. You sound absolutely stupid. That's what you sound like. 
for LeBron James not to be a top 10 basketball player is ludicrous. For Kobe being Bryant not to be a top 10 basketball player on your list and he's 11 or 12th or so, it's absolutely asinine. What, fa- what conversation are you willing to have about this? Because you're sitting on these gentlemen's podcasts and you're talking and, and they're in disbelief and they're in shock, but I'm not. I want to know why you feel this way. So I watched you on TNT last Thursday talk about the top 10 list and you never gave no clear cut reason. Why LeBron James and Kobe Bryant are not on your list. Let's start with LeBron. Let's start with him. This man is arguably the greatest player to ever play. He's either one or two on the majority of anybody who has a media sports jobs list. So why not? Could you say it's easy to score these days? I'm sorry. When you're six foot nine, 260 pounds and you run like a freight train and you got skills unbeknownst only to Michael uh, Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson what more do you need to see Kenny I'm disappointed in you Kenny you sicken me you make me feel a way about this rhetoric that you spew out here to the world this is nonsense why take this approach jet why even say this jet there's no real reason for you to sit up here to try to get yourself some publicity. That's the only thing I can think of. You sit up here and you do this for what? Magic Johnson is a great player, greatest point guard to ever play, top five player of all time, but he is not better than LeBron James. In my opinion, he ain't better than Kobe Bryant, in my opinion. Larry Bird is a great player. But he is not better than LeBron James, and he is not better than Kobe Bryant. He's not. And Black said, you got your old school sentiments, you got your old school ways, and you invested into a certain era of basketball. Okay, cool. A lot of people are. Even me talking right now, I'm invested in my era of basketball. But you know what? I have common sense, and my eyes work. And the last time I checked, my TV was working properly. And I see what I see of a basketball player that LeBron James is a top two player. Kobe Bean Bryant is a top five player to ever play this game. So Jet, like my man Black said, maybe you should ask TNT for a couple of weeks vacation. Go get you a couple of shots of Ciroc or something like that. Get you a nice, some, get you some sun, handle some personal business and come back to the show and apologize. <laughs> To the basketball world because you sir sound like a complete and utter idiot all respect to you jet hey bro you listening to the sports desk all right man so we just had to get it off our chest man you know kenny jet smith we don't we don't tolerate slander here on the sports desk but kenny we like you man absolutely my we love ain't you kenny changed. I feel you know, changed by Kenny. Uh, y'all show Inside the NBA is one of our favorite shows. Yes. Great television. We love you guys. But great Kenny, television. man, you cannot do that. No, sir. You cannot. It is unacceptable in every which way, no matter what. All right, man, before we get going, man, I just want to shout out real quick. Hey, man, free Woj, dog. Free oh, Woj. Oh, ESPN, man. y'all tripping, bro. Y'all, y'all gonna suspend the man? He sent a personal email to this councilman or senator for whatever. So what? Let my boy Woj get off. <laughs> y'all, y'all tripping ESPN. Remember ESPN? The Woj don't need y'all. 
Y'all really need Woj. Woj can go anywhere. That's all right. Go ahead and go to Fox Woj. Yeah, go somewhere. Go, where they go somewhere where you're appreciated I at, mean, Woj. my God. Anyway, free Woj. All right, man. So we're going to get into today's show. Man, man, Black got to kind of get uh, that off our chest real quick. And again, free Woj. All right, man. We're going to get into our star adventure or cut. Sports Dance. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? All right, all right, all right. So let's get into it, man. This week's Star Adventure Cup, man. So, Black, man, I've been having a lot of conversations, man. A lot of conversation about these players, man. And and I want to get your opinion because I don't think me and you really ever talked about this uh, topic. And what better, uh, but, <laughs> excuse me. What a better way to do it on start, bench, or cut. So, okay, Black. So, I had this conversation all the time about point guards in the NBA. And there's a carousel right now. Some people believe certain guys are number one, two, or three. But these are the three point guards in the NBA who people have one, two, and three in their list. So, let's rock with it, Black. Point guard for the Brooklyn Nets, we have Kyrie Irving. Point guard for the Portland Trailblazers, we have Damian Lillard. And point guard for the Golden State Warriors, we have Wardell Curry, better known as Stephon Curry. So, Black, you got Irvin Lillard, Curry. Who you starting? Who you benching? Who you cutting, Black? Mm. <laughs> mm, welcome back. Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to start Damian Lillard. Oh, my God. I'm going to bench <laughs> Stephen Wardell Curry, and I'm going to cut. Kyrie Irving. Christ. My God. Okay, cool. Cool, cool. Um, I'm going to start uh, Wardell. I'm going to start Stephen Curry. I'm going to bench Kyrie Irving. And I'm going to tell Damian Lillard, when you can hit a clutch shot when it matters, then you can come and play. So, yeah, that was a shot to you, Charles Evans, if you're listening out there. He's a big Dame Lillard <laughs> fan, and we have this conversation all he the time. He has hit uh, clutch shots when it Has mattered. he? Yes, when it matters. Did you yeah. see it? Yeah, I Where see was it. I? I don't remember. Yeah, we were together. We see, we I, I don't remember. Oh, are you talking about together. the first round matchup against the OKC oh. Thunder? Oh, hey. Oh, but what about when he got swept <laughs> by, the Golden, by the Golden State Warriors with no Kevin Durant? Hey, great playoff moments, man. Okay, cool. Yeah, great playoff moments. All right, 10-4, 10-4. Yeah. So, yeah, so let us know who you saw, who you benching the cut, and Kyrie Irving, Dame Lillard, or Wardell Stephen. Curry. All right, man. So we're going to transition into our sound of the week. Now, Black, this one right here is an all-time funny moment, man. Uh, I was watching First Take last week, man, and I almost wanted to have a show just to play this sound, man. So it's basically Stephen A. Smith keeping it real about the NBA bubble. Reason you gotta be worried. I wanted to hold off on saying this, y'all, but I can't hold it more. Do. <laughs> Do we really think that our, uh, the recreational activities, uh, uh, what these guys are accustomed to, are going to be compromised for three months? I mean, somebody's got to say it. Somebody's got to say it. You really, really think that people are going to be without their wives or their woman? Okay? I mean, the guys that are married without their wives, the guys that ain't married without their women, you really, really think they honoring a bubble for three months and are going to deprive... Somebody got to tell the truth. Stephen A., they 
instead of ping pong with your roommates, there's lots of fun activities scheduled. Hey, listen, after a month, I just said forget three months. They gonna struggle with three weeks. Why you think they wanted Vegas? Listen, can we stop? Can we stop? The issue right now is that you in Orlando for the first month you got the you got to be alone. You understand? I trust you me. When guys wanted to go to Vegas, because they definitely wanted to go to Vegas, I noticed for a fact, Jay, I know you know they wanted to be in Vegas. You could have rented out the win and the encore or something like that. You could have you could have done that, all right, and had some semblance of a bubble, and cats would have been happy. The reason why they're they, they, the reason why they're looking at Orlando, they're like, damn, you gotta go through gates, you gotta go through a lot of hoops just to do anything. That's a problem for them. Somebody got to say it. These brothers, three, three, you said three months. I'm saying three weeks is a struggle. That's a struggle. Let, let's just so talk what it is. Steven, eh? Stop playing the game. That's what that's what's going on. Say what? Say what, Max? What you say? So what are they gonna do? What are you saying? After three weeks, what happens? Oh, I'm telling you, they're going to violate the bubble. That's what I'm telling you. I'm telling you right now. No you more distancing, Max. You, you, hey, hey, listen, listen. They're going to practice social distancing with, 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 with the general public. But I'm sorry. When it comes to either your wife or if, you, or if you're not married, your girl, you, it, look, it's a struggle, okay? I'm just telling y'all. That, that's what's going on here. Somebody's got to say it. <laughs> yeah, man, that was Stephen A. Man, Steven off, bro. man, I, I love it when Stephen A. Man be funny like that, man. When he be talking, man, it's it's hilarious and hey, it's so. But you ahead, know what? Ahead. He's telling the truth, man. He's, He's telling, telling the truth. truth. Like the truth. these men are without their families, without their girls, without their wives. Like, mm-hmm. bro, like you expecting them for three months mm-hmm. to be in this bubble. Mm-hmm. And do nothing. These boys are, 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 are fishing for bass from out of the uh, the lake at Disney World. Yeah. Like, when have we ever seen an NBA player post anything about fishing? Never anything. in my life. Never in my life. We're, we're out in the opening at, uh, at Disney World playing cornhole. When have <laughs> we ever seen an NBA player post anything about playing cornhole? Never. It's getting ridiculous. We already getting alerts. We already getting alerts about dudes violating the uh, bubble already. I think it was like three players that done messed around and violated the bubble. Now they got to be in quarantine for eight days. So we already starting to see it. And uh, last night I saw on Twitter, there was like some dude just put out there. He was like, yeah, man, you got guys like Montrez Harrell, uh, Donovan Mitchell. He just started naming people, Devin Booker. He said, look, the season don't start for another 16 days. He said, them boys going to violate. They're going to violate this weekend. <laughs> he said, they going to violate this weekend. Had them eight days, and then they'll be ready to go for the season, man. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, who, you know, decides to, I guess, try to uh, violate. That's a good one, boy. boy. Yeah, so shout out Stephen A, bro. <laughs> All right, man, so we're going to get into our top five for this week. Hey, this is Deuce Lunch Sports, man. Come on, now. Okay, okay, man. So this week's top five, man, it's 
It's one of your sadder top fives, man. So we've talked and did a lot with the top five, but we never really talked about our most depressing moments. Moments in sports, man, when you're watching a game and it just doesn't go the way that you're expecting and it hits you hard. And you feel it probably for a couple of days or so. I know me and Black have had many moments where we just had to come together and just try to make it through a situation, man. So, Black, shoot me your top five most depressing sports moments of all time. Uh, at number five, uh, this is depressing for a lot of people that I know that are around me who love this team. But I have to go ahead and say it, D. You were very disappointed this day when the Yankees blew a 3-0 lead to the uh, Red Sox mm. in the 2004 in the American League Championship. Mm. I know you were really sick that day. Mm -hmm. And this one, D, it really hits close to home. Number four. FSU loses to Oregon 59 to 20 to end the 28 game win streak Jesus. in the Rose Bowl in mm. 2015. Mm. At number three, mm. the Miami Heat lose to the Dallas Mavericks in 2011. You were hurt. <sighs> I was really, you was really hurt. You I was, was really hurt. I remember that like yesterday. <laughs> at number two, the Undertakers lost to Brock Lesnar. Oh, I, D, I could just remember us being in Buffalo Wild Wings and I'm looking at you like I can't believe this. Yeah, I was ready to go home, dude. Yeah, yeah. You was like, "Black, we gotta, we gotta hold it out, man. <laughs> we gotta, we got a couple more fights. We yeah. need to make it to the main event, D. I didn't, I didn't care. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> but at number one, and this one reaches so far from being a young kid watching my dad and them have fight parties. Okay. But this one really hit close to home for yeah, all know, of us. I know what you're going to say. Mike Tyson yeah. <laughs> lost to Buster Douglas. Yeah. You talking about a kid who was on top of the rural. Yeah. It just, the American dream Mike Tyson was living. Shocker, baby. Went over to Tokyo in 1990 and got his brains beat in. Shocker, baby. So number one is Mike Tyson's loss to Buster Douglas. That's a great list, man. And, and, I, and I remember when Miami lost to uh, Dallas. Um, I just remember you, I, had, I had seen you mad before, but you were livid. You were livid that night. And you ain't really calmed down for like three or four days, man. So they won it the next year. No, I'm saying they like, won it. But I'm saying you was like pissed for like four days. But it did bother you, you know, for a whole year. But, yeah, I remember that like it was yesterday. But that was a good <laughs> list. All right, man, me uh, at number five, I also have when the streak was broken. When Brock Lesnar, for some reason, defeated The Undertaker at WrestleMania 30. At number four, man, I just remember, I just swore, I just swore to anybody who would listen in 2008 that the Dallas Cowboys were going to win the Super Bowl. We went 14 and two, first round by, we smoked the New York Giants and the Priests in the uh, regular season, and then the divisional round, we got trashed. <laughs> The New York Giants defeating the Dallas Cowboys in the division around 2008. 2015, I'm right there with you, Black. Rose Bowl, Oregon crushes Florida State. On our repeat to go to Dallas, to Dallas to go back-to-back -back championships, 28-game losing streak out of here at the Rose Bowl. 1998, the Fiesta Bowl, national championship game, Tennessee beats Florida State. Mm. Man, listen, man, I yeah. just knew 
that we was going oh, in Tennessee man. that thing. And that game was like on a Monday night. I was at home, man. And I was in high I was in high school. I think I was a freshman in high school, man. And when I tell you, when I got to school the next day, them boys just rolled me, bro, over that loss to Tennessee, man. And at number one, the most depressing sports moment of my lifetime when the Los Angeles Lakers and Kobe Bryant got back to the NBA Finals in 2008 mm, mm, mm. to face the Boston Celtics, no one in their right mind could tell me that the Lakers were not going to win that title. But we lost. And we lost by 30 points in game six to the Boston Celtics. And Black can tell you, yeah. I was near cardiac arrest. Yeah, I couldn't reach you. Correct. Yeah, I couldn't reach you. I, I was remember. in cardiac arrest. I think I had to come knock on the apartment Absolutely. door to check on you. Absolutely. I was yeah. depressed. <laughs> I was not able to get myself together. Oh, man. Losing this series is one thing because I hate Boston. I hate them with a passion. So the hype for that series was huge, Black. It was. Lakers Celtics 2008. Like, it was just immaculate. You got Garnett, Pierce, Ray Allen. You got Kobe in his prime. Like, the, the stars, Phil Jackson, Dark Rivers, it was just... And for us to lose by 30 in Boston on the closeout game, I think I called in two straight days for work, Black. Oh, man. So, yeah, that's my number one all-time depressing moment, the Boston Celtics beating the Lakers in 2008. Just talking about it kind of makes me sad, Black. Yeah, man. We have have had a lot of depressing moments in sports. (laughs) Unfortunately. We have. Unfortunately. But we had a lot of glory as well, too. Yes, we have. Yeah. Yes, we have. And we'll do that <laughs> list probably next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. All right, man. So let's transition into our tweet of the week. And we have a couple of different tweets, man. A lot of things going on out here uh, in the sports world in the last two weeks. But I have two in particular ones that uh, just made me laugh. So we're going to start off number one by LeBron James, the king. Free Woj. That was it. That's my first tweet. Free rolls from the team, LeBron James. My second tweet, Deshaun Elliott says, no wonder Pat wasn't at practice and at workouts this AM. He had to visit the bank right before it opened. Pat Mahomes retweets it. Yeah, had to make a quick trip. I'll be back at practice tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man. Uh, oh, shit, I juicy. Let's get the motivation going on. All right. Um, so, yeah, man. So that's going to transition us, man, into our first topic. That was a real funny tweet uh, when I had seen it um, with Pat Mahomes going, talking to uh, one of his teammates there, man. But let's go ahead and jump into it, man. The National Football League. man so let's jump into it black let's talk about big money big big money something like we've never ever seen black let's talk about pat mahomes getting the largest contract in sports history a 10-year 500 million dollar deal from the kansas city chiefs Black, what a monumental 
uh, uh, moment in sports. This is the reason why me and Black almost scrapped all of our plans and had a show last week. <laughs> uh, but we needed time to just let it all settle in. So, Black, let's let's kind of break it down here. What was your just initial reaction, man, when you got that alert on your phone and Pat Mahomes getting this extension? Well, um, first and foremost, D, and I talked to you about this, uh, we owe Pat Mahomes a public and open apology. We do. I want to say from the bottom of my heart, my heart, Patrick Mahomes. Yes. I apologize. Absolutely. We were ranting and raving about you being the first quarterback to receive $200 million. <laughs> we just thought $200 million was everything. We've never seen it before. <laughs> we were like, he's going to get it. Yes. But, uh, man, we were very, very, very wrong about that one yes sir we were pat mahomes signed a 10-year mm-hmm. 500 million dollar million. deal and ladies and gentlemen if you if you hear those numbers and you know uh, you don't know what we're talking about we're talking about an nfl player here not a baseball player no no this no. is money we have never seen before in any sport any sport. The highest paid athlete in the world. And he's not a baseball player. He's a 24-year-old kid mm-hmm. from Texas. Mm-hmm. Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl champion, mm-hmm. NFL MVP, mm-hmm. first team all pro, mm-hmm. 50 passing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And might I say the kid has the looks to go with the money as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm very excited, D, that this, ha- that this happened for Pat Mahomes. Because you know what? He deserves every bit of it. <laughs> yeah. And then some. <laughs> I just want to say to the nine idiotic teams who didn't draft Pat Mahomes. <laughs> how do you feel now? Yeah. How do you feel now? And the genius of Andy Reid to move up and make a trade to get to number 10 and draft Pat Mahomes. Only two people knew that that was a great move, Andy Reid and Cliffy Cliff. I'm just excited for the kid, man. Yes. Still still 24 years old. This, this, This deal takes him to he's 36 years old. Yeah. And the one thing that I like about the deal, and I know you're going to get into the numbers on the deal. Sure. The thing that I like about it, he, oh, he made it perfectly clear in this deal what I wanted to be able to have my teammates get paid as well. Yep. Now, what quarterback really, really thinks like that? I know it's give me my money. It's time for me to get paid. But the guys around me need to get paid as well. I only think of one, Brady. <clears throat> for this kid to have that in the contract, well, his key players on his team, the Tyreek Hills, the Travis Kelseys, uh, the running backs, those guys offensive need line. to get paid. Offensive line need to get paid. Mm-hmm. Pat Mahomes, hats off to you. Absolutely. Congratulations, man. Mm-hmm. You are changing sports for the better. Yep. You're showing. Real value. You showing you are showing athletes value 
in sports mm-hmm. by signing this deal. Mm-hmm. You're opening up new gates for athletes to come. Mm-hmm. And why not you, Patrick Mahomes, to be the one to knock the gate down and sign a 10-year, $500 million deal? Yep. Congratulations, Pat Mahomes. Yeah, this is this is something, and again, I do need to take my time and formally apologize to you, Patrick Mahomes. Me and Black have been just hollering for, I don't know, maybe like the last year or two, like he's going to be the first $200 million quarterback. Well, he definitely is the first 200, 300, 400, and now 500 uh, million quarterback, man. And when I saw it come across my phone, I said, well, that's a typo. I, that's what I said initially. I said, well, that's a typo. Like, this is a baseball contract that just came across my phone. And then stuff just started going through. Then Black Star hit me. Then my other homeboys started hit me. Like Bleacher, everybody. I said, "Man, what?" So I did. I'm I'm at work around this time. So I I had no chance of looking at this deal. And then we looking at you know looking at this money, man. That he that he's getting, man. This man has a clause in this deal that is rarely ever done. People like Michael Jordan has gotten this clause in his deal. LeBron James has this clause in his deal. I think they say like Derek Jeter and uh, uh, players like that. Elite, top of the line, organizational, franchise-changing players. He has an injury clause guarantee that if Patrick Mahomes is seriously hurt and he cannot compete at any time throughout this contract, he gets paid $141 million. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because he's hurt. I'm, and because at first I didn't understand it. Me and Black were like, yeah. "What is what is the injury clause? What is what is this injury guarantees? Like yeah. we've never heard of this." And I did my homework, man. This is a rarity. If LeBron James gets injured today and he can't play any longer, knock on wood. God, we knocking on wood. Like, bro, everything that he signed with the LA Lakers, it's cool. Go ahead, LeBron. You get got well it. soon. Get well soon. <laughs> take everything with you. Like, that's rare, man. Like, they, people got to understand, like, this just don't happen. $63 million fully guaranteed. Uh, um, he gets another. This is incredible. He, his largest cap hit will be 59.9 in 2027. Why is that significant? Guys like Tyreek Hill. Well, I think, yeah, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, certain offensive linemen, defensive players, they can get paid up under him because the cap is going to stretch and not be boomed on the Chiefs until 2027. So they have six years, six years to wrap up Kelsey and all these players to keep them intact. In because at first when you see the D, you're like, oh, that's it for the Chiefs. They got a couple more years. They ain't going to be able to pay nobody. They're going to have to draft well. Well, no, that's not the case. This is actually a team-friendly deal. Team-friendly deal for Pat Mahomes, and I think uh, he'll never dip below, after 2024, he'll never dip below $40 million a year. Never. Mm. never. This is a 10-year deal. 10-year deal. And in 2024, he'll never dip before $40 million, bro. $40 million. Like, this is significant, man. And I told Black this the other day on the phone, like, bro, and, and Fred been on this, and shout out to Fred. like. When Pat Mahomes stepped on the field for the first time, Fred was the first person I heard. This is before ESPN. Anybody, anybody I ever heard, Fred was like, this dude is the one. The Chiefs got them somebody. The Chiefs finna wreck shop in the NFL. This is when Mahomes first first stepped foot on the field. Now, me and Black watch a lot of college football. (laughs) We're not biased to just SEC, ACC. No, we watch Pac-10, Big 12. We watch it all. 
We've seen Pat Mahomes play, but we also seen other Texas Tech quarterbacks throw 500, 600 yards a game, too. Yeah. So we yeah. had no idea if he was really going to be that different. But, man, <laughs> man, like, this dude is going to be, listen to me, he's going to be the greatest of all time if he keep on this track. And I have no reason to think that he won't. Black. Pat Mahomes has played two full seasons in full seasons in the National Football League. <laughs> two full seasons, Black. His first season, he is a unanimous MVP. Went to the AFC title game, not went to overtime, and he only lost to the currently best player ever in the NFL. <laughs> in overtime. The following season, they returned. To the AFC, to, to the uh, playoffs. And it looked like every game, those two games that the Chiefs played against the Texans and the Titans, that they were going to lose. In the Super Bowl, what did it look like, Black? They were going to lose. lose. These, this man was down to, that's right, I know the Chiefs is a team, but I'm talking about Mahomes because he touched the ball every play. This man was down 10 plus points in three straight playoff games. The Chiefs had never led into the fourth quarter of all these games. And what does he do, Black? Win by 13 points. Jesus, man. <laughs> bro, we ain't never seen this, bro. So we got a unanimous MVP. Let's read off these numbers, bro. And there's the, the, one thing before you get into that, D. I, we forgot one small piece of news that people, I don't know if people really realize. What's His that? MVP year, unanimous MVP, his first year, didn't know how to read a defense. Bro, when they came out and said that, bro, he won an MVP not knowing how to read NFL defenses. This man came out and said, I truly didn't really understand. I truly did Andy Reid came and said, yeah, he was having trouble in the film room. But he goes out here and the Chiefs go 14-2 and two and he wins unanimous MVP. And the only reason he didn't get the Super Bowl is because he didn't get to touch the ball in overtime. The NFL overtime room is trash, bro. Yes, it is. Tom Brady and the Patriots knew if that kid steps on this field, we it's are over. not going. <laughs> Brady knew he had to score. He, Brady knew it. <laughs> Belichick knew it, bro. They knew if they did not do something, bro, they weren't going, bro. And that is a testament to this kid. Let's read off some of these numbers, man. Shout out Pat Mahomes, boy. Like Black said, Super Bowl champ. Super Bowl MVP, unanimous 2018 MVP, two-time All-Pro, first-team All-Pro, 50 touchdowns in one season, first quarterback, here we go, first quarterback with three 10-point comebacks in one postseason. Biggest contract in NFL history, and by the way, Black, he's not 26. He's 24. He's 24. Now, come on, man. Now, we can talk about it because I hear you Tom Brady fans. I hear you Drew Brees fans. I hear you uh, Dan Marino, and I hear you your Peyton Manning fans. I'm one of the biggest Peyton Manning fans there is. I was on the Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning train the whole time, but I ain't never seen that like 15. This is the most gifted and talented quarterback I had ever seen. Here's the most gifted passer I ever seen. I seen Marino. I seen Favre. I seen Aaron Rodgers. I've seen him, but he is the most gifted. 
He is the most dynamic quarterback outside of Michael Vick and Cam Newton that I ever mm-hmm. seen. Now, I can't say he the most dynamic because the first time I saw Vick, the first time I saw seven oh, yeah. in Blacksburg, Virginia, <laughs> I said, man, what is that? And the first time I seen number two, Cameron Anuon in an Arbor Tigers uniform, and he did, literally did a front flip from the 10-yard line and scored a touchdown on Clemson. I said, man, who is that? And I'm saying the same thing about Pat Mahomes because he is throwing no-look touchdown passes. Shout out to you, Pat Mahomes. You deserve that, and you deserve so much more. The Kansas City Chiefs are now primed to be the next Hmm. dynasty in the National Football League because what's the common thing you got to have in football, Black? What do you got to have to have a chance to win? No matter what your other sides of the football look like, what you got to have, Black? Got to have a quarterback. And the Kansas City Chiefs got the best one. And then the nine dumbass teams before him. Oh, 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 here we go. The nine dumbass teams. Don't get me wrong. You may have your quarterbacks. You may have them. But Pat Mahomes went number 10 in the NFL draft. Number 10. (laughs) Man, look, man. I mean, it's unprecedented. And, and that leads me, that leads me, because, because look, 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 Pat Mahomes not only got taken care of, he also took care of the Chiefs. <laughs> we never see deals like that. Look at Aaron Rodgers' deal. Dog, they can't go sign a wide receiver to say they like, because they ain't got no money. <laughs> they had to be blessed with finding running backs in the draft, bro. Like, they had to be blessed to fight. They got to go get veteran tight end. Like, they, the, the, the Green Bay Packers had a good season last year. They made it to the NFC Championship game. But they're going to regress this year. They're gonna, you want to know why they're going to regress, Black? Because they don't have no money. And they took Jordan Love in the first round. Do you think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to take a quarterback in the first round in the next decade? <laughs> Never. Never. So, the Chiefs got it right. Mahomes got it right. Perfect situation in Kansas City. This is a monumental occasion, man. And like Black said, hats off to Patrick Mahomes boy for getting the deal of literally a lifetime. Now, Black, that kind of opens up further discussion, man. We got a couple quarterbacks who are set to get paid here. A la Deshaun Watson (laughs) and a la Lamar Jackson. Now, Black, do we think this is going to be a trend with the quarterback position in football, does Deshaun Watson get a, sim- a deal similar to this? Hmm. Does Lamar Jackson get a deal similar to this? You think we're looking at this as something being, you know, that would continue in the football, National Football League? D, like I just said, when we were talking about the mighty, mighty Pat Mahomes, mm-hmm. he knocked the door down. Mm-hmm. He knocked it down. Yes, I believe these guys will. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say they get the exact type of deal that Mahomes got. Sure, sure. But it's going to get up there. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and, and, and it's one name that you forgot that wasn't said. Okay. I think the first one to maybe get money, not Pat Mahomes' money, is going to be Dak Prescott. He's in position. He's in position. He's in position. 
other than going to the playoffs, not losing in the playoffs, what has this kid done wrong? Uh, nothing. He just nothing. haven't won a championship. Yet. He just haven't won a championship yet. Rookie of the year. Rookie division of the titles. Year, division titles. Yeah. A winning record as winning a co- record. cowboy. Yeah. Starting quarterback. Yeah. And he was a third rounder. Fourth. Fourth rounder. I'm sorry. Yes, sir. Fourth rounder. Yes, sir. Forgive me. Yes, sir. <laughs> I think Pat Mahomes has Pat Mahomes has knocked the door down for these other great quarterbacks that we have seen. Yeah. We're seeing. Yeah. And I believe uh Dak Prescott. Yeah. I believe Deshaun Watson. Yeah. I believe Lamar Jackson are going to benefit from this. Yes, sir. Because like you just said to me, D, mm-hmm. you have to have a quarterback to win. Yes, sir. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. And I lo- and, and you know what? I was I was always a fan of Deshaun Watson, but today I'm a bigger fan. Because mm-hmm. you know how you know who came out with the tweet after Pat Mahomes signed his deal? Mm-hmm. Number four. Number four. Number four. The Deshaun Watson say it's my time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you know what? He's going to get that. It may not be like Pat Mahomes, but he's going to get that paid. Paid. P-A-I-D. And you want to know something? I hope it's not with Houston. (laughs) It could be with Houston, but they need to get Coach Bill (laughs) O'Brien out of here. But I think, man, I think these... The way the NFL is going, man, seeing what... Like, we're seeing a lot of success... And our quarterbacks here in the last five years, Pat Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, uh, Lamar Jackson, Russell, the guy, Russell Wilson, the things these guys are doing is incredible on the football field. So why not pay them? I agree. We got to iterate it again. You have to have a quarterback, so pay them. You know what teams in the NFL wish they had quarterbacks? The Jacksonville Jaguars. Thank you. That's all I want to know. You know. And you know who passed on Pat Mahomes? Who's that black? The Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. We just want to kind of reiterate that. Hopefully Fred wasn't listening when you said that. But, uh, yeah. So, look, look, look. Here's the situation. And I love it. You know who's in prime position, like you said, other than Dak Prescott to capitalize on a huge deal? Well, first, let me back up. When Jerry Jones when he was in his beautiful home and his estate, his, his, his uh, ranch, his, his, his whatever you want to call where Jerry Jones lives. It's a very large community where Jerry Jones lives, and it all belongs to him. When Jerry Jones was probably at the, what time did that, that news drop? Probably like 4 or 5 o'clock. Yeah. I would believe the Joneses were at the dinner table at the ranch. They were all sitting together. Steven, Jerry, Mrs. Jones, everybody was sitting together. The grandkids, everybody's having a good time. And the Cowboys are feeling pretty good. Oh, Dak signed his tenure. Yes, he signed his tenure. He signed his tenure. We're good to go. Let's get it going. But then Jerry Jones's TV went off because I'm pretty sure they got a 100, 200-inch TV right up on the wall somewhere. And ESPN told Jerry Jones that Pat Mahone signed a 10-year, $500 million deal. And Jerry Jones quickly said to himself, by God, my God. Because you know what Noah Jerry Jones is thinking? I got a pretty good football team this year. The Dallas Cowboys are going to compete and be in every game and have a real chance of doing something special this year. Offense is loaded. New head coach bringing a prolific offense that was very good in Green Bay. 
bringing a championship mind to the Cowboys, a Super Bowl coach. And if the Dallas Cowboys can get on all cylinders, you got a top 10 quarterback, you got a top five running back, you probably got a top three trio of wide receivers and a tight end. You got a pretty solid defense. The Dallas Cowboys probably can get to a Super Bowl this year. And they probably can't win a Super Bowl this year. And Black, do you know what's going to have to happen if the Dallas Cowboys won a Super Bowl this year, Black? 10 years, 500 million! (laughs) It's going to have to happen. Jerry Jones is going to have to pay Dak Prescott 10 years, 500 million. Because he's been in the league four years. Two division titles, rookie of the year, winning record, and he's currently a top 10 quarterback in the National Football League despite how any of you idiots feel about him. Look at the numbers. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not, I didn't mean to call y'all idiots, but y'all pissed me off a lot. So yeah, so let's transition to Lamar Jackson. Black, can you tell me what Lamar Jackson accomplished and received last year? Uh, MVP. He did. And I think this is Lamar's third full season. On a second full season, but his third year starting in the National Football League. Because when he was a rookie, they brought him in halfway. And could you tell me what uh, Lamar Jackson did as a rookie? Didn't he win Rookie of the Year? Oh, yes, he did. And didn't the Baltimore Ravens win the division championship that year? Oh, yes, he did. Hmm. His second year, did the Ravens win a, a AFC North title as well? Yes, he did. And Rookie of the Year. Yes, he did. Hmm. So if some, MVP, I'm sorry, you sorry. I'm sorry, MVP. 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 Rookie of the year was the first half a year. Yes, sir. Oh, okay. This is his third year coming in this year. So black. Oh, so hold on, D. I just yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. his first full year. His first full year was last year. MVP. Of playing football. MVP. MVP. In the MVP. National Football League. Yeah. MVP. Rookie year. He uh-huh. only played eight games. Yeah, 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 yeah. And won Rookie of the Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Two okay. division titles. Yeah. Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens have won the uh, AFC North two years in a row. Okay, yeah. Okay? Yeah. So on the same page. Absolutely. Yeah. Black, they went 14-2 last year. And if it wasn't for a, you know, maybe a rookie mentality, the Baltimore Ravens kind of probably looked over the Tennessee Titans and it cost them. They lost. They did. But do you think that's going to happen this year? I don't think so. So what if Lamar Jackson wins a Super Bowl this year, Black? Because there's a very good possibility that the Baltimore Ravens can get to a Super Bowl and win it this year. Like, what is Lamar Jackson going to receive if he does that this year? $520 million. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, so that's what we talk about here. We talk about, we talk about big, big money. Even though Pat Mahomes was the first to receive this and he kicked down the door. But guys like Dak Prescott. Guys like Lamar Jackson, guys like Deshaun Watson, Black, we could probably have four $500 million quarterbacks within the next one to two years uh, in football. And they don't play baseball. They don't. This is the National Football League. The National Football League, man. So congrats, man, to Patty Mahomes for getting paid. And we're going to love to watch what happens with uh, Watson, uh, Dak Prescott, and uh, Lamar Jackson, man, because I think this is going to be a trend as well. You're going to start seeing these football quarterbacks in the, in the National Football League get paid for real. All right, Black, let's run down a couple of lists, man. We had, um, what we got here, what we got here? We got, let's start off with, hmm, 
Let's start for the top 10, the top five running back rankings from ESPN. I'm black. I got a lot of, I got a lot of gripe about this list. So let's run it off. At number five, they got uh, Derrick Henry from the Tennessee Titans. He's a fifth running back. Fourth, Saints Alvin Kamara is the fourth running back on this list. At number three, you got Ezekiel Elliott from the Cowboys. Number two, Christian McCaffrey from the Panthers. And at number one, you got Saquon Barkley as the best running back in football. That's what they're saying. This was voted on by 50 executives, coaches, scouts, and players. Now, Black, you got any interest in this list? Yeah, I do, man. Um, no disrespect. No disrespect to Saquon Barkley. Okay, he had an amazing rookie year. Sure, sure. Last year he kind of came back to the sophomore slump a little bit. He was hurt too, and he was hurt. Yeah, but I cannot have him as my number one running back. I agree. In the NFL right now, I can't. I agree. Christian McCaffrey. Okay. You're awesome. Yeah, facts. Mr. Everything. Absolutely. Been Mr. Everything since you were at Stanford University. Probably since Pee Wee. (laughs) Mighty might. (laughs) But I can't have you at number two. Oh. Right now. Okay. Because you only did it for one year. He got paid. He got paid. They paid him off that one year. They did. Okay. And then he made first team all pro in two, two positions. positions. Two positions, Black. You know what? I'm sorry, D. Christian McCaffrey, we're going to think about you at number two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let me go ahead and say this right now, and I'm going to get out the way and give it to D. Hmm. Ezekiel Elliott is the best running back in the NFL. <laughs> D. I play fantasy football every year. Absolutely, sir. And you know the past three years, who's the number one player that I've took in the past three years? I'm going to take a wild guess and say it was Ezekiel Elliott. Yes. With the number one pick. Absolutely. You know why I take Ezekiel Elliott with the number one pick every time moving forward? Why is that, Black? Because he's the best running back in the NFL. So all you bullshit reporters who says he's not says he's not a top five or are you out of your damn mind? He's a top. He's the number one running back. I'm not even going to say top two. Number one running back in the NFL. Talk about it, black. And has been since his rookie year. Talk about it, black. Talk about it. The man got suspended six games and still almost ran for a thousand yards. Yes, he almost won the Russian title. <laughs> yeah, talk about it. <sighs> Ezekiel Elliott, Elliott, number one. Christian McCaffrey, number two. I can go with that. Go Saquon with that. Barkley, number four. Ooh. And Derrick Henry. Number five. Well, who's number three? You got Kamara in there. You skipped three. I skipped three? Yeah. No. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, number one. one. Christian McCaffrey, number two. Oh, Saquon, three. Sorry. Saquon, number three. Sorry. Yeah, you said that. And Derrick okay. Henry, number five. Yeah. 
Alvin Kamara, no disrespect to you, my brother. <laughs> but you were not a top five running back this year. No, he was not. No, he was not. When Drew Brees was hurt, we didn't hear anything about you. Nothing, bro. Miss Mark Ingram a lot. He missed him a lot, bro. I agree. Man, I agree. The two-headed monster and you and Mark Ingram left and took his talents to Baltimore. And then what did he do? Yeah. Watch for over a thousand yards. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Alvin yes, Kamara, you do not belong on this list this year. I agree. Yeah, so, um, look, man, I, I, I'm not even going to get mad at this. I'm not, I'm not going to get, because when I, when I saw it, I actually laughed at it, Black. Well, Saquon 1, McCaffrey 2, Ezekiel 3. I'm going to just stop there. At 4 and 5, I can care less. You can flip. You can, man, you can put Derrick Henry at four. You can put Kamara at five. Because like we said, Kamara just didn't have a good year last year from what it was going to thought, thought what, what he was going to do. But let's go back up to the top. That's what I really care about. Saquon Barkley is an explosive player, bro. If he gets any seam of light, he is gone. But why do we not address his running style? You want to know what his running style is? Gain one yard, gain five yards, lose four yards. Burst for three yards, and then boom, he's out of there for 70 yards. And then he gains one yard, gains five yards, gains six yards, loses three yards. Then boom, he's out of there again for 30 yards. I get that he's explosive, but in my opinion, he is not the best complete running back in football. Can he catch the ball at the backfield? Yes, he can. Can he block out the backfield? No, he can't. Because Daniel Jones was running for his life last year when he was extra protection. And that's a fact. But don't get me wrong, but I like to have Saquon on my team. Yes. But he ain't a eat, feed me, feed me, feed me type running back. Now, Christian McCaffrey, he'll get me six. He'll give me eight, give me 12, give me 15, and boom, he's out of there. He'll give me another eight, give me nine, give me another 12, give me another 20, and boom, he's out of there again. He can catch out the backfield, and he's a better pass blocker. He's smaller than Barkley, but he can pick up the blitz. I've seen it. But we're talking about running back. We ain't talking about explosive players. We're talking about the best running back. And for the best running back for the last three years in the National Football League, and it's not me being biased, it has been Ezekiel Elliott. Zeke wears you down. Zeke can catch at the backfield. Zeke can line up at the receiver position and catch balls and go. He definitely picks up the blitz. He definitely can be a sixth offensive lineman back there protecting Dak. We see this year in and year out. Why doesn't Ezekiel Elliott get the nod at number one? It's because of his off-field problems? Is it because how he carries himself or the stuff that he's been, uh, been involved with? Is it that? Why are we not just sticking to football? Because that's the only thing I can think of. You pull up the tape. There was an executive in the NFL last week that said he don't look as fast. He don't look as strong. He don't look as explosive. My guy, what are you looking at? Do you not realize that Ezekiel Elliott missed all of minicamp? Missed all of training camp? And didn't report to the Dallas Cowboys until four games before the first game of the season last year? And he almost won the rushing title? Almost won the rushing title. So what are we talking about here? He missed six games last year. So what are we doing? 
He is the best complete back. And if you watch football, and if you know football, and if you know the running back position, you should agree. Now, all you New York Giant football fans out there, like my guy Hassan Edwards, my guy Charles Evans, who's also a Giants fan, you know that I speak only the truth here on the sports desk. This man, Saquon Barkley, is a gain one yard, gain three yards, lose six yards, boom, type of running back. And if you want that kind of guy on your team, cool. But I'd rather take the guy who's going to wear down the defense. And make them tired in the fourth quarter and then finish them off. Then you you know something I'm really sitting here listening to you. Uh-huh. And we're talking about running backs. Yeah. I really, really feel like we are undervaluing. Okay. Um, Derrick Henry. Okay, we might be. This guy literally got the Tennessee Titans to an AFC championship on his back. On his back. On his back. Cannot. Can, I cannot say otherwise. D, what did you say you want your running back to be able to do? Where, where defense is down? What does Derrick Henry do? Where you down, bro. Where you down. And when he does it when it counts in the third and the fourth quarter. Where you down, bro. What did he do to the defending Super Bowl champs last year warm in the down. playoffs? Warm down, bro. 200 rushing yards. Yes, warm against down, bro. The best defense in the league. Yes, statistically, they were. Yes. The New England Patriots, yes. You're correct. 200 yards. You're correct. Against the best team in football last year. Correct. 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 So you could potentially move Derrick Henry up on this list a little bit if we're talking about just the running back position. You could, bro. As a running back. You could, bro. You could. I'm I'm not going to be mad if nobody want to put Derrick Henry uh, second or third on this list. Now, if you want to say, oh, he only did it for one real, so what? Saquon only did it for one year. Mm-hmm. And he, you got him number one. Got him number one as the best running back in football. Yep. We may need to revisit, um, revisit this again. Maybe. And show Derrick Henry a little more love because we've seen with our own eyes. I'm not mad at that. This man literally take the Tennessee Titans and put him, put them on his back. I ain't mad at that. And get to an AFC championship. I ain't mad at that. I'm not mad at that at all. So, yeah. So, that was your top five list, man. Uh, in the, in the Running backs in the National Football League. So, Black, let's transition to wide receivers. Now, me and you had this debate, you know, back and forth, back and forth. And this is a, this is a high-class group of uh, players here, man, at, at the wide receiver position. You got number five. You got Tyreek Hill from the Kansas City Chiefs. You got OBJ with the Cleveland Browns. You got DeAndre Hopkins at three for the now Arizona Cardinals. And number two, you got Michael Thomas. And at number one, you got Julio. Julio Jones at number one. Now, Black, talk to me about this list because I know who your, your number one receiver is in the league. Uh, and just kind of give me your order at this five that they gave you. Um, D, I've been doing a lot of thinking. Okay. A lot of soul searching. <laughs> okay. And a lot of stat watching. Mm-hmm. And a lot of videos of play on the field. Okay. It hurts me to say this, D. Ooh, not a switcheroo. And I know my man, Curtis Fullerwood, really enjoyed to hear me say this. Shut up, Kurt. But on this list, I have to put DeAndre Hopkins over Michael Thomas. 
What? I do. Now, we've been going at that for I, I don't do, know man. how long. I now, do, you need man. to tell me why. What you done seen? What you done seen? D and DeAndre Hopkins, uh, what, six, seven years in the league? Uh, or, or, mm-hmm. or I'm just, I'm, that's too many years I'm, I got here. No, no. I think this is six season in the league, yeah. Can you name me the best quarterback he's played with? Deshaun Watson. Can you name me the other four quarterbacks he named with, played with? Schaub, Brennan Schaub, or whatever his name was. Uh, and, I don't, and I don't know the rest. Garbage, pretty much. With those other quarterbacks that you don't know, Mm-mm. do you know what DeAndre Hopkins did? Led the league in receiving. A thousand yards receiving every year. With trash. No matter who's the quarterback, right? No matter who's the quarterback. Boink. Michael Thomas, I love you. Uh, yes, you do. You're my you. favorite receiver. Yes, you are. Yes, he is. But you have had the enjoyment of a Drew Brees. Yeah, maybe a top five quarterback ever. And everybody done had the luxury who uh, was catching balls from D. Breezy. Andre Hopkins has had spit. Trash. Toilet tissue. <laughs> yeah. The best quarterback he played with for two years was Deion, was Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this man led the league in receiving with, a, with trash quarterbacks. <laughs> now, you put him in an offense where he has an up-and-coming quarterback in Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. And he gets to play next to one of the great receivers of all time. Yes, sir. And Larry Fitzgerald. Fitzy. What do you think is going to happen? hmm Yep. DeAndre Hopkins, leading receiver in the NFL next year if we get football. Mm-hmm. In Arizona. hmm Because next to Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray is the best quarter, second best quarterback he's ever played with. hmm And he hasn't stepped on the field with them yet. Nope. Nope. So, D, I had to really sit back and think about this and look at this. Watch some videos. Look at some stats. DeAndre Hopkins is the second best receiver in the NFL. Michael Thomas is number three. Wait a minute. Who's number one? Julio Jones is the best receiver oh, okay. in football and has been since he stepped on the football field. Okay, because, you know, I ain't going to bring up previous shows, but I, cause I remember what you was talking about. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> because if, if you really think about it, like, Julio is... <laughs> Megatron. He's, a, he, he's, make, he's, he's the a second, tra- he's a second, second coming of Megatron. He'll transform and pick anyone. That's him. Yeah. And you know, after Megatron left Detroit, you know who you were talking about? Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. You know who you're still talking about to this day at 31 years old? Mm-hmm. And the number one receiver in the league? Julio Jones. Yeah. Absolutely. So it bothers me. I'm a little hurt, but it's only right to have Julio Jones number one. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins number two. Okay. Cool. Michael Thomas, number three. Cool beans. And the other two just fall in place. Odell and Tyreek. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll make mine short and sweet, man. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, the list is the, the list is is a star-studded lineup. Tyreek Hill is definitely number five on this list. Uh, Tyreek Hill might be might be the most explosive player on this list as far as speed because he's the fastest player in the NFL, so that's a given. But look, man, the most talented receiver on this list is Odell Beckham Jr. The most talented, the skills, the athleticism, it is Odell Beckham Jr. He had a – Odell didn't have a good year in Cleveland last year. He didn't have the, a good year the year before in his last season in New York. Odell is trying to find his footing in Cleveland. So I'm going to leave him at four, but he is the most gifted receiver here. But the most productive, the most gangster receiver on this list is DeAndre Hopkins. Jalen Ramsey, in my opinion, is the best corner in all of, all, all of the NFL. He's the best. And what receiver constantly gave this man fits when they were battling in the AFC South? It was DeAndre Hopkins, repeatedly, over and over again. And how ironic, Jalen Ramsey got traded to the Rams and thought he was going to have a better time out there with receivers in the, uh, in the uh, NFC West. Now... Here comes Mr. Hopkins to join you in the NFC West. This man is a gangster on the field. In my opinion, he has the best hands on this list. There's not a receiver who has better hands than Andre Hopkins on this list. I see it. Now, Michael Thomas, you are a star-studded, spectacular wide receiver. But like Black said, you have benefited from the great Drew Brees, the all-time leading passer, the all-time leading touchdown thrower in NFL history. Michael Thomas, you have been blessed to have consistency on your side at the quarterback position. But I said all that to say, Julio Jones is a freak. I'll never forget this man being compared to a mastodon when he was in Alabama. You look at this man's frame, somebody that big should not run that fast, should not cut that fast, should not be able to go deep and track down a deep ball like he does. He shouldn't be able to do that. He is a tight end. He has a tight end's frame. Travis Kelsey is a great tight end. Probably the best in the game with Mr. Kittle out of San Francisco. All these men have the same body types. And Julio Jones flies by both of them. He's strong. He's fast. And Julio Jones has had a pretty good quarterback in Matt Ryan. I'm not going to disrespect Matt Ryan. Former MVP, got a senior to the Super Bowl. I don't blame Matt Ryan for the New England Patriots coming back 28-3. I blame Dan Quinn and the head coaches. <laughs> now back to the wide receiver position. It ain't nobody better, dog. If you line all five of these gentlemen up healthy, healthy, and you line them up, at the end of that game, Julio Jones will be the one I'll be like, man, how much money I got to pay to see that again? Because that's what I want to see. So I think ESPN, they got it right. Julio, I'm going to go DeAndre 2, like Black, Michael Thomas 3, OBJ, and Tyree Hill at number 5. All right, Black, let's wrap it up in the National Football League. Let's have a little fun, man, in the video game world. So the top... 10 quarterbacks out of uh, Madden 2021, which will be releasing soon. Let's kind of read this, man. At number 10, you got Carson Wentz with an 84 overall. At number 9, Dak Prescott with an 84. Deshaun Watson, an 86 overall. Hmm. Matt Ryan, an 87. Aaron Rodgers, an 89. 
Tom Brady a 90, Drew Brees a 93, Lamar 94, Russell Wilson 97, and of course, Patty, my homeboy, number one with a 99 overall. Now, Black, I know you probably got the same issue as me. So, Black, what is your issue with the Madden 2021 NFL game rating system? What you got a problem with on this list, Black? Talk about it. Deshaun Watson. Mm Mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson. Mm Mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson should have have a rating in the 90s. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 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 It's absurd. And I'm going to... You know what? Dak Prescott should have high 89-90 as well. I agree. I agree. You gave him an 84 overall with Carson Wentz. Who never plays. Who is always hurt. Who never plays. Russell Wilson had a 97. Me, D, if it was me, I would give him a 99. Because we see this man year in and year out. Okay. Literally, literally on his back. Carried the Seattle Seahawks okay. offense. I ain't mad at that. So I would give him a 99 as well. I'm not mad at that. I'm a big Russ fan. Not mad at that. Lamar Jackson, I'm cool with him having a 94. He showed us why he deserves a 94 last year. He showed us why. All right. My only gripe here is Deshaun and Dak. Okay. I think they should be a little higher on this list. Okay. okay. I don't agree with the spots that they're in. Uh-huh. I really think that you could put them. I think you could really put them over Aaron Rodgers. Uh-huh. No disrespect to the GOAT. I think you in today's football, you could okay. put them over Tom Brady. Okay. And you could put them over Drew Brees. Okay. So that's my only gripe with this list. Uh-huh. Is that Dak. And Deshaun um, are not number eight and number nine quarterbacks in the NFL. <sighs> there you go. Okay, look, I played Madden for a long time of my life. And I am going to invest and buy a PlayStation 5. I'm getting one. And there's only a couple of games that I'm going to get. I'm going to get WWE 2K20. I'm going to get NBA 2K20. I'm going to get the UFC 4 game. And I'm also going to get Madden. Those are the four games that I will be purchasing. And maybe I'll get a soccer game so I can play with my boy. But look here, man. Mahomes is a 99 overall. Of course. Russell Wilson is a 97. I agree, but he could be a 98 or a 99. Lamar Jackson is not a 94. Did y'all not see what we saw on TV last year? Lamar Jackson is a 99. Ooh, I didn't know you were going to give him a 99. Yes! Did you not see what we saw? He passed and he threw the football. Yeah, he did. He was electric and dynamite. What more do we need to see? He opened up the season throwing six <laughs> touchdown passes against the Miami Dolphins. What are we watching? It is the Dolphins, D. I don't, it was the first game of the year. <laughs> this man went 14 and 2. Electrified the league. What, what, what are we doing here? This man is a 99. So you have three players on here with 99. I got I got Russell being a 98. I got Russell being a 98. I got Russell being a 98 because well, of, di- of the, the dynamic just, of Lamar. He just not as, is that he, he does the same things that Lamar does, but just not as dynamic. That's what, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Dynamic. Because guess what? I know, I know Lamar can give me that boop, boop, out of here. Russ can't give me that. 
Risk can Russ give me can, five or six and slide. Russ, and slide, but he going to get you the five or six yeah, that but, you need. But Lamar can give me a <laughs> touchdown. <laughs> let's, let's stop this. Deshaun Watson at number eight at 80. See, this is ludicrous. This man should be a 94 to 97 overall player. He is the number four quarterback on this list, bro. Mahomes, Wilson, Jackson, and Watson. He is over Breeze. He's over Brady. He's over Rodgers. And God knows he's over Matt Ryan. We need to stop this. Carson Wentz is not a top 10 quarterback on this list. He doesn't play football. I'm sorry. The Philadelphia Eagles have a Super Bowl championship three years ago. Black, can you tell me who the quarterback was that game? Nick Foles. Can you tell me who the quarterback was in the NFC Championship game? Nick Foles. Can you tell me who the quarterback was in the division round? Nick Foles. Okay, thank you. <laughs> he don't play. Now, Dak Prescott deserves a higher score than this. I got Dak Prescott over Matt Ryan. I have Dak Prescott probably sitting at seven on this list. Aaron Rodgers, I'm sorry. Did he throw the football last year? No, he did not. The Packers were a running team. So are we going off nostalgia? Put him at six and give him an 89? Now, we know Brady is the GOAT. This is the GOAT. Brady is the man. I understand that. But Brady didn't have the best season last year. I'm going to lower my voice out of respect for Tom. Brady didn't have the best season last year. But is he a 90 overall? Okay, fine. Out of respect. Okay, I guess. But let's keep it real here, man. Him, Aaron Rodgers, and Matt Ryan are probably on the same level these days. Probably. Now, they have the right to change my mind once we see football again. But as far as my eyes saw last season, because that's what these Raiders are based off, this is not the case. They gave Drew Brees a 93 for what? Because he broke the record last year? Because he broke the record? Because he broke the touchdown record and the passing record last year? Is that the reason why they yeah. showed him that much love? And he missed six games, too. As Didn't well, he right? with a broken thumb? Didn't he with a broken thumb? So I'm just confused. And who was the quarterback winning those games uh, while he was gone? Teddy! Teddy Bridgewater. So look, y'all need to stop this. Lamar Jackson is a 99 overall. Y'all need to stop. For a video game, this man is a 99. How you, how you give, the, how do you give the player who's the cover a 94? That's ridiculous. <laughs> now, I hope the Madden creators, once the season starts, when they do that first update for the rosters, when you play online, I hope somebody in the office says, you know what, guys? Let's stop this foolishness. Before the season kicks off, let's shoot out an update up there and get Lamar Jackson at a 99 in his rightful spot. We need to stop this. Now, I saw this and I was pissed off. Because what's the one line we heard all season long when we watched Lamar Jackson highlights? Video game. Video game player. You only see that in video games. Splitting two defenders, making them hit each other, throwing the deep ball with precise precision. Come on, man. <laughs> Let's not get this man a 94. This is ridiculous. So that's my opinion. All you gamers out there, you Madden players, hey, feel free to chime in and holler at us about what we think. But I'm getting me a PS5. I'm getting me one. Now I'll be ready to play online. So Chief Rocker, Jadel, Freddie Bricks, all y'all who on the sticks, your boys coming. I'm coming. I am coming. <laughs> okay. All right, man. So let's transition. Let's transition, man, into man. Man, Black. What 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 a what a great what a great night for MMA it was. 
this past Saturday night. But before we get going, Black, I added a little a little thing to the little intro for the USC. I think you might dig this. <laughs> Let's get into it, man. Let's get into a black. We got a lot to talk about here, man. What a what a special night uh, it was for the MMA world uh, this past Saturday, man. And Abu Dhabi at Fight Island, black. I mean, the UFC pulled it off. Dana White had been at this probably for like the last three to four months trying to get it up and running. He just felt like he couldn't get the international fights that we wanted to see uh, over here in the United States. So we had to get an island. And they got it done, man. And they pulled it off. Like, it was it was a great scene in Abu Dhabi at Fight Island, man. And boy, did we have a star-studded blockbuster fight card uh, this past Saturday night. But man, Black, we got a few things we got to talk about, man, uh, from this pay-per-view at UFC 251 this past Saturday night. So, Black, let's jump right into it, man. I want to start off with how... In God's name, does Paige Van Zant keep making main <laughs> cards, and she gets in, gets out here and just loses fight after fight after fight. Paige Van Zant is not a good mixed martial artist, Black. She is a beautiful girl, very beautiful. She's had exposure on Dancing with the Stars. She's came in and had a little good streak when she first started fighting. Mm-hmm. But Black. I ain't. When the last time you seen her win? I ain't seen her win. I, that's the last time. You notice I didn't say anything, right? Yeah. So UFC oh, okay. Dana White. Hey, I know Van Van Zan is a, is a is a nice name to put out there. Yo, keep her off these main cards. She got on bar to the first. <laughs> Two twenty one into the fight, you get on barred. Yo, keep her off the card, man. I don't, I don't want to talk about her no more. Let's get into the Listen. meat and potatoes. Oh, go ahead. My bad. Go ahead. Go ahead. Listen. Paige, I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan. I like you. Yeah, Dance sure. with the stars. I think you're a pretty decent mixed martial artist. Okay. Your last win I, that I could remember, you choked some girl out maybe, what, two, three years ago? Okay. And then you went out with a broken hand? Yeah. Then we haven't seen you until this past Saturday since then. So her last fight before this one, she did get a win. Okay. Um, the big talk, the big talk leading up to this page and her page fight. Oh man, this is her last fight on UFC. She's a free agent. If oh, Paige yeah, wins right. this fight, she controls everything. If Paige loses this fight, everything's up in the air. No, everything is not up in the air. Dana White, let it be known. If you didn't so happen to see the post-fight conference, press conference, Dana White said, yeah, I like Paige. She's great. I sat in the front row with, uh, watching her Dancing with the Stars. She's a, gr- she's a great mar- she's a good martial artist. <clears throat> but it may be time for Paige to weigh her options. Paige, you haven't produced enough to stay in the UFC. So don't get mad if you don't get a call from, 
from <laughs> from Dana White advisors or his businessmen about a contract not coming your way. So, Paige, you know what you can do? Go be a part of the Fast and Furious. That's what she can go do. You can go over to Bellator with your husband. Ride his coattails in, in Bellator. They may want you over there. Or you can go over to China or wherever else yeah, into man. one championship and go fight over there. Yeah. But, Paige, yeah. we have not seen enough from you to want to see you on mm-hmm. main cards. She's not a star, bro. She's not a star, and I don't want to give her no more time, Black. She's not a star. She's not worth talking about. I'm sorry. It's, it's true. She's not. She's let's, not. Let's move on. But it, some... I, I, it, it was just crazy to me how they were talking about, oh, she could she controlled this. Like, she's just this oh, big who cares? star. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> Fast and the Furious 9 or 11 or 10, they need somebody a part of that. She can go be in movies. She can go do something. Go be in TV. She can do something. Because what she can't do is win fights. What she won't be is a UFC champion. So I, I'm done. We gave her too much time, Black, and I okay. blame you for that. <laughs> So let's move it forward. Let's talk about it, man. Let's talk about her, man. Thug. My girl Thug Rose. Nama Yunus came back to win by split decision against a warrior. A warrior. Former strawweight champions. Rose Nama Yunus and Jessica Andrade. Went to war, man. And Rose got the win, Black. Um, very good fight. Entertaining fight. And I know you was kind of on the fence, Black, and Rose kind of pulled it off because the fight was close. The fight was close, but what'd you think about Rose and her return? Because we had been waiting to see her, and she came through on Saturday night. Other, other than her getting picked up and slammed on her head in the previous fight when she fought... Uh, when she fought Andrade. Un- <laughs> <laughs> Jessica Andrade. <laughs> <laughs> she picked right back where she left off at. Yeah, man. She looked good. She Paige looks good. I mean, uh, oh God, Rose. Rose, Rose looks good. Ask for forgiveness. I'm sorry, Rose. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But Rose looked amazing. She did. She Every did. time we see Rose, she looks amazing. Great man. Even in defeat, she looked amazing. She did. She got slammed on the head, man. Dang. I was texting back and forth with y'all. Were like, D. Mm-hmm. I know Rose is looking good. Great. These first three rounds, she just. Told this girl apart. I mean, I didn't know. I didn't know Rose boxing was that good. It's gotten even better since she's been out. Yeah, cause you remember she went those two fights with Joanna, and Joanna's a great boxer. Yes, and, and knocked her better. out. Yeah, and she looks better in this fight. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I was like, wow, I can't believe it. She was rounds one through three. She was she was she was running it. She was owning Chris, it, man. Chris, you know, looking good. Yeah. But you know, Jessica Andrade, Andrade. she was gained. She, she was, was game. She was. She was game. She's a tough fighter, she, man. She started putting that press on Rose. She did. She, because she knew she had to make up for the first three rounds because yeah, she was man. getting her head beat in. Former champion, bro. Former champion. But beat I love everything I seen from Rose. Yes, man. I loved everything I seen yes. from Rose. And D, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Yep. To see her and Joanne Wee yep. in, a, in a match. And I know it's going to be awesome. It is. For the for the championship, but Rose, she just seemed like she is she she's gotten sharper, mm-hmm. punch more. She she's punching her her punches are more crisp. Yeah, she's where they need to be. She's flowing. She in and, there. and and she has with the toolage of her fiance has even put in the kicks in there. Pat Barry, shout out Pat Barry, bro. Shout out Pat Barry. So the time she's been off, you know what she's been doing? Working on her craft, training, bro, training. 
and she put it all together in that in this in that fight. Yeah, she did. And yep. shout out to Rose on on the win. Hell of a fight, man. Yeah, man. I, I I'm a huge fan of Rose, man. Huge fan. I was so nervous when she fought for the title and she fought Joanna uh, because Joanna is just a dangerous striker, man. She had just been running shop in that division and no one had been close, close to even beating Joanna, man. But when Rose stepped in there and did what she did to Joanna the first time and then the second time, I said, man, she's just gotten light years better than when she first debuted. Because Rose had a hard time when she got to the UFC. Mm-hmm. She was losing, but then she just went on a run. And the way she lost the title was so freaky to me. Like Andrade picked her up and just dumped her on her head and, and Rose you know, lost consciousness. That's how the fight was over, man. I was like, wow, that's how she going to lose the belt? But she was beating Andrade in that first fight. Killing her. Easy. But it's a fight. It's MMA. Anything yep. can happen. And, and, and Andrade is just so strong. She's low to the ground. Thick, heavy thighs, power, just can pick you up and drop you like she did Rose, man. So I was very intrigued when they announced this fight, man. And it was a great fight. Rose looked so good. She flowed well. Her punches were crisp. She was throwing the kicks. You know, you could tell, like Black said, like Pat Bear, his influence on her style is there, man. And I'm just so glad that Rose can get the win. She had a nice shiner on her, on her right eye, man. But she just, Rose is a fighter, man. And, and I'm really looking forward to uh, her next fight versus Wee for the championship. And I hope Rose could put it off because Wee is dangerous. Yes, she is. She is dangerous, man. And she went to war with Yoana last fight, and they put on the show. But Rose is tough. She is tough, and and, and I hope we get that fight next. So shout out to Rose uh, for getting back in there, man, and getting the dub. Man, I was happy to see that. That made me feel good, man, to see Rose do that. She's one of my favorites. All right, man, let's go up, man, to the Bantamweight division, man, where a new champion was, was crowned, uh, Peter Yan. Took on Jose Aldo Jr. He defeated Aldo by TKO punches in the fifth round and became the new Bantamweight champion, man. Black, talk to me about that fight. How did you feel? Because, man, you differ on how Aldo looked in that fight. Talk to me, Black. Uh, I think Aldo looked good. Okay. Especially with the with the with the weight cut. I think he I think he was gamed. Uh those rounds that it lasted, he got around. I feel like he did round two, mm-hmm. and um, it's just horrible. It's horrible referees, man. Just, just, just horrible. The fight should have been stopped, man, and long before it, long before it got stopped. And uh, I don't know, man. It, 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 it's just horrible. Like Dana said, it. He said, man, we gotta do something about these referees, man. Like dudes getting their brains beat in and they not and they just allowing it and not stopping it mm-hmm. you know but uh i was i was impressed with uh with yan i was impressed with him man he's he's tough he's powerful. tough he's he's very powerful powerful striker his boxing is off the charts powerful striker off the charts mm-hmm. boy if you put him in a boxing ring he probably yeah, could yeah. make some noise i agree I yeah agree. so he he got hands for real he was rocking but i was aldo's 35 years old and it, it was good to see him in there moving he still looked good to me. He still looked good to me. He just went up against a better, younger guy in Yon, you know, and then Aldo doesn't have the tank he used to have. So, because he's an older guy. So, it was, I was impressed with the fight. Um, I, what I took from the fight is that this kid, Yon, he, he has to get better. He has to get better because when you start talking about that bantamweight divisions of, uh, Sterling and these these young up and coming guys in that division they monsters man. Ardemain Sterling yeah, Ardemain Sterling is a monster and boy uh, uh 
if that fight happens next, wow. Yeah. I don't I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. In my heart, I know who I feel like is going to win, but yeah. I know you have to also put in everything else with Jan. He got them hands for real. He's Power. a boxer. Power. And if you don't get him out of there quick, he's going to put them hands on you. He's going to yeah. break you. He broke Aldo apart. Mm-hmm. He broke him apart round by round mm-hmm. until he got him out of there. He broke him apart. Like, he didn't even really use kicks. He was just putting his hands to his face. Mm-hmm. Body, head, body, head. Breaking them, breaking them down. But, man, I enjoyed that fight, man. I was impressed. With hot shots off, hats off to Aldo, man, even though he got beat. Uh, Jan looked great, man. New bantamweight champion. Yeah, it's clear that uh, Aldo should fight at Bantamweight. He's an older fighter. He looked a lot. He looked really good fighting at Bantamweight. I agree. The first round, both fighters were fresh. Aldo started using leg kicks again. We hadn't seen Aldo leg kick in his previous, probably last three to four bouts. Uh, probably since he got knocked out by Conor McGregor, we hadn't seen Aldo use kicks. He started using them again. He was moving pretty well in the first round. But the fight took a turn, man, when uh, Aldo was on his back late in the first, and Jan hit him with that body shot. And you seen Aldo wince in pain where he was literally frozen. Arguably, the fight could have been over then. Mm-hmm. The fight could have been over then because Aldo have. literally wasn't defending himself. It could have. And luckily, it was the end of the round and he was able to continue on. But Aldo was hurt. It was clear Aldo was hurt after that body shot. He never re- com- regained his composure. He threw some kicks and landed some decent shots. But Jan never had to leave, never had to leave his pocket. As a fighter, and when you're a boxer, once you find a pocket, and you stay in that pocket, that means you're doing what you want to do. Jan just didn't have to leave that pocket. He just beat up and beat up, hit Aldo with powerful shots to the face. Right hook after right hook, overhand right, body shot with the left, straight hands, jabs. Like I was like, man, he is really flowing really well. And I agree with Black. That referee who was in that, in that ring with them, man, he garbage. He should have called that fight well Earlier in that fifth round, Aldo took a nest unnecessary punishment, man. Unnecessary. And I get the reference probably trying in his head, trying to give Aldo a chance to regain because this is for a championship. But you clearly saw Aldo went to the feeder position and he just covered up. He didn't have no more. And a result of that, Peter Yan is your new bantamweight champion. And up next, if we don't get him versus Aljamain Sterling, I will boycott the UFC. Because in my opinion, it should have been Aljamain Sterling and Peter Yan for the championship in the be- to begin with. Mm-hmm. But that's another story. So shout out Peter Yan, Peter Yan, uh, the new bantamweight championship. All right, Black, let's get into the travesty, in my opinion. Uh, excuse me, for the featherweight strap. Part two, Max Holloway. Bless Holloway. Versus Alexander the Great, Volkanovski, two great fighters. They had a hell of a fight the first go-round. Some people say Holloway did enough to retain, and some people had Alexander winning that fight. In my opinion, I had Alexander beating Holloway in that first fight. That's just my opinion. But let's go to the second fight. What did you see, and what did you think about the travesty of Volkanovski retaining the title in a split decision win over a very good looking Max Holloway the other night. What's your thoughts on that, man? Hold on, let me set the tone. Bro. D, I'm still pissed, man. I'm still pissed off. Max, Max Holloway is one of my favorite fighters in the UFC. Time after time, Max Holloway proves people wrong. Yes, man. When you think he's done, when you think he's washed up, he shows you that he's not. Yeah. And Saturday night, 
we seen a bless Max Holloway in rare form. Yes, we did. In rare form. Yes, we did, bro. I feel like Max looked like when he when he fought uh when he fought Ortega. Oh yeah. I oh, felt yeah. like Max was flowing like that. Oh yeah. He oh, beat yeah. Ortega to sleep. He did, man. All five rounds. How do you tell me you drop a man twice? You drop a man twice? And you get a split decision loss. How did Alexander Volkanovski win this fight? Are you giving it to him because of the last two takedowns in the fourth round? In the fifth round, I'm sorry. Is that how he won it? This man was getting his brains beat in for three rounds. You could even give Max the you could even give Max the fourth round. Yeah, you could. <laughs> you could have gave him the fourth round. I'm highly disappointed with the judges in this fight. You don't need to judge another UFC card, another UFC fight. Max Holloway should be the two-time bantamweight champion right now. Featherweight. Featherweight champion, I'm sorry. And you left the belt on Alexander Volkanovski. Volkanovski. Who got his brains beat in? I'm highly disappointed. And I'm happy Dana White said something about it. He was yep. like, he in the, yep. in the press conference, yep. all our listeners, go look at it. Watch the press conference. Yep. It's very good and it's very entertaining mm-hmm. when Dana White when Dana White is on is on uh, the podium. He's speaking. Mm-hmm. He asked all the all the media, all the reporters, how many of you guys thought Max lost the fight? Do you think anyone hand raised? Nope. D? No, they didn't. Max Holloway won this fight, and it wasn't by split decision. It wasn't. It should have been unanimous. Max Holloway win. I agree. I agree. Now you got to go back. Now Max has to go back to the drawing boards. Does he get another fight with Alexander? Does he even want another fight yeah. with Alexander yeah, yeah, after proving question. that? That's a great question. Does he even want it? That's a great question. We was talking about this. D. You was like, he, I think he should do it again. But I do. I do. I don't think he should. I got you. I got. Why you. I even go back there? I got you. If you're going to get robbed, I, I think got he you. got robbed twice, honestly. I got you. Because I thought he won the first fight myself. I got you. It was close. Now, that should have been a split decision when Max Way, to me, the first fight. But this one was unanimous Max Holloway. The first three rounds, what did Alexander do? Nothing. I'm highly disappointed. Max, shout out to you. You look great in defeat, in robbery. <laughs> I don't know where Alexander goes from here. I don't care. Max not the champ, so I, I don't care. But shout out to Max, man, Alexander, defending champ. It was a good fight. Max controlled every minute of that fight to me. If you want to give Alexander the fifth round, okay. That's all I got about that. Horrible, god awful judging that we've seen in this fight. I'm gonna make this short and sweet, man. I this is the part of MMA that pisses me the hell off. What? I 
me in black and somebody else off the street could have judged this fight and got it right. Max Holloway won four rounds to Volkanovski's one round. How do you drop a man clean in the first and second round? How do you outbox and outstrike and outmaneuver your opponent in round three? That means you've won the first three rounds, correct? That means the fight is over. <laughs> Volkanovski knew he was behind the cards. His corner said he was behind. Volkanovski had to look a defeat when the referee was holding him in Max's hand. Volkanovski had to look a defeat. But some idiotic judges, two of the three judges believed that Volkanovski won the fight off what? Of two takedowns in the fifth round? How? This is ridiculous. A great fighter, the greatest featherweight of all time, and Max Holloway shouldn't have to go through this. This man hadn't lost a featherweight fight in six years. Six. He loses the belt on a split decision. The first time around, I didn't agree with that. I felt Volkanovski, it's an argument for the first fight. Whatever. It was a great fight. Whatever. I'm not pissed off about the first fight. But this is a travesty, bro. This is the worst thing about MMA. The judging is terrible. We've seen it so many times. This is the first time that I'm going to admit this. I've never admitted this ever in my life. This is breaking news to anybody who's talked to me. I am the biggest George St. Pierre fan that you know, but he lost to Carlos Condit. <laughs> he lost. And the judges gave him, they gave GSP the win. You can clearly see throughout the fight that he lost, bro. There's so many other fights. I felt like Alexander Gustafsson beat John Jones the first fight. <laughs> We've seen it time and time again. And it's utterly ridiculous that we have to watch this man in a sport that is so great. The judging was horrible and it was piss poor. Mm. And it's a shame that these fighters have to be, have to, have, have to finish. You got to finish somebody to guarantee a victory because these idiots' eyeballs don't work. <laughs> All right, I'm done with that, man. So. I'm done with that. But hopefully, and I hope he does, and Black, you made an interesting point. Max Knight might not want to go through this again. Yeah. It's a lot of emotion, energy, time that goes into it. And then when you suffer a defeat like mm -hmm. that, that's got to be draining, bro. I wouldn't yeah. blame Max if he need, if he just go away for the rest of the year and reevaluate. So that's a great mm -hmm. point. I like Volkanovski. He is a very good fighter, but he lost. Yes, he, he lost. Did. But I hope we get Volkanovski Holloway 3. That's what I hope we get. And somebody finishes somebody. <laughs> so, let's move on to the heavyweight. I mean, excuse me. Let's move on to the main event. At the welterweight division, man. We had Jorge Gamebrand Masvidal. Challenger to Kamaru. The Nigerian Nightmare Usman. Masvidal took this fight on six days notice. His original opponent, Gilbert Burns, tested positive. positive for COVID-19 and was forced to withdraw. Masvidal signed the contract one day later to accept the challenge against the welterweight nightmare that is Usman. Now, Black, before we give our thoughts, I want to tell you about a conversation I had with Freddie Bricks yesterday. I was supposed to get some audio from Fred, but I didn't receive that. Yesterday was talking about it and Fred was just bashing Kamar Usman. He said he was a GSP uh, type style fighter. He ain't impressed by fighters who fight like Usman fight. 
He ain't impressed by fighters that fight like Floyd Mayweather Jr. Mm. He don't he don't appreciate those type of guys. He don't think those guys are that great because they do more avoiding than fighting. So I'd let Fred know he sound utterly ridiculous. <laughs> Floyd Mayweather Jr. is 51-0, no losses. Kamal Usman is a nightmare. He is 17-1, undefeated in the UFC, a 14-fight win streak. He's tied for the most welterweight wins in UFC history with George St. Pierre. And he's looked utterly impressive in both of his title defenses. Mm-hmm. So, Fred, you got to stop tripping, bro. Yeah, bro, you got to. Even, if, even though that's <laughs> not your type style, these men are dominant, great champions. And how can you not respect domination? I don't know. That's what it's about in sports. I don't know. To be dominant. I don't know. And whatever you do. Correct. So we hope you let Pat Mahomes, right? He love him. He's dominant. He love him. He love him. He love him. I don't care what sport it is. If you're dominant, it's going to show. Yes. So we would love to hear from Freddie Brick soon for him. For, so he can further explain the GSP type fighters in the UFC and in boxing for that matter. So Black, talk to me. Kamar Usman, Jorge Masvidal. Usman walks away with the win and the championship. Five rounds, unanimous decision. Uh, Black, what did you take away from the fight? Got it right. Total domination. Total domination by Nigerian nightmare Kamar Usman. Um, I was, first of all, I want to tip my hat off to Masvidal, man. Yeah. On six days notice to come in there and yeah. do exactly, I mean, did do what he did, man. Like, his take his takedown defense was superb in this fight. Superior. If, if you didn't see it. And I didn't know he had that in his repertoire. I didn't either. I didn't either. And you can tell that he's been working on his craft in yeah. the gym, getting yeah. better. But um, Masvidal is one of the best wrestlers in the UFC. And Usman, he Usman. Usman, I'm sorry. Yeah. Usman is one of the best wrestlers in the UFC. And he couldn't keep Masvidal down on the ground. He couldn't. He couldn't. Every time he got him down, Masvidal got back up. But, but, rounds one through five, we seen total domination. Takedowns. Mm-hmm. Hands. Yep. Body shots. Yep. Whatever you want. Yep. Grappling. Like, everything. Like, yep. like, like Usman said, I got a lot of tricks in this bag. He do. I got a lot of tricks in his bag. And I, you know what? And I agree with Usman. Usman said, if I really would have had a full training camp to dissect Masvidal, I really feel like he could probably could have stopped him. Probably. I really think that. Probably. Because we were, my, Usman was training for Gilbert Burns. He was. Different style fighter. Different style fighter. He and that knew, matters. That matters. That matters a lot. Yeah. If he would have had a full training camp, like he said, six week training camp. Or whatever, how many weeks it is they get. Mm-hmm. He really feel. I really feel like he could have stopped Masvidal. No disrespect to Masvidal, you're great. I'm mm-hmm. a fan. The things that you've been doing in 2019 was your year, fighter of the year. Mm-hmm. Everything that you've been doing. Kamar Usman showed why he's one of the most dominant fighters in the UFC, mm-hmm. and it's going to continue to stay that way. Because he gets better with each fight. He fought Masvidal on six, he, six days to prepare for him and he dominated him. Mm-hmm. When he had a full camp for Gilbert Burns. Shout out to Masvidal. You were game. 
You just went up against the you just went up against a better you just went up against a better fighter. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you'll you'll get back and get your shot again. Hopefully it'll be something different because I like Mazda. I would like to see him as the champ. Yeah, I, like I would like too. to see yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that. But Kamar Usman is what he is. Eleven fight win streak at welterweight. UFC champ. Two tighter defenses already under this belt. I don't see him going nowhere from, but up from here. The Gilbert Burns fight, that, it'll be an awesome fight. I, I guess. There was a lot of fights that we seen that we thought George's fights was going to be awesome, but he dominated them. Yep. Who's to say Usman won't dominate Gilbert Burns? Mm-hmm. But I'm becoming a fan of Usman. I wasn't at first because he beat Tyrone Woodley. Mm-hmm. But I'm becoming a fan because he's showing. He's showing total dominations by the champion mm-hmm. and how to defend your crown and how to go by it. But shout out to Kamara Usman on uh, retaining the welterweight strap. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really not much to talk about. Like Black said, total domination by Kamara Usman. Shout out to uh, Jorge Masvidal taking his final six, day no- six days notice, man. I mean, who does that? Not many people would do that and step in the, in the cage and fight a guy like Usman, man. Usman is the best welterweight in the world, and we knew that going into this fight. We knew that when he fought Kobe Covington, and I knew that when he fought Tyron Woodley. I picked him to beat Woodley when that fight was made because I seen what he did to the previous fighters who he fought before. He's stronger, he has hands, and his wrestling looked different than everybody else's. It looked similar to George St. Pierre's wrestling. Where you could do nothing about it when he shot. Even though Jorge stopped 11 takedown attempts from Usman, Usman did enough to dominate him and get him down, control him, throw punches. He did way more than he had to to get a unanimous victory. Jorge looked it off. His punches wasn't flowing well. He didn't look crisp. He didn't look short. He looked kind of wild in the cage. And I don't know if that's the six days notice, but some of those shots that Masvidal usually hits, he didn't connect with. He was just a little bit off. And I would love to see these two guys fight again in the future. Obviously, Gilbert Burns or Edwards is going to get the next title shot. And then Masvidal will probably get another fight and win that fight and probably get another crack at the championship. But I I don't think neither man lost in any way last night. Even though Masvidal lost the fight, I think he still gained more respect and his steam is still rolling uh, for a future title shot again against Usman. Uh, I like Usman a lot. I like him a lot, bro. And He's the type of champion that's going to be champion for a long time. (laughs) I don't really see anybody beating him. It's going to take a complete martial artist to beat him. Now, Gibbett Burns, he might might give Usman the best fight he's had. Why? Because Burns is a great wrestler, and he has knockout power. He ragdolled Tyrone Woodley. He He knocked Damian Maia out senselessly. Like It was ridiculous what he did to Damian Maia. So we'll see what happens with that. But I wasn't disappointed. I watched the whole five rounds. Like, come on, Masvidal, come on, give me something, give me something, give me something. You were waiting for it. I was yeah, waiting yeah, for yeah, something, but we but never got it. It just didn't come. So, shout out uh, to Kamal Usman retaining his strap, and shout out Jorge Masvidal for taking that final six days notice, traveling from Miami to the other side of the world, having to go through uh, COVID nineteen testing and quarantining. He went through a lot. Yeah, he did just to get in that cage. In Twenty six, pounds he had to lose in six days. Yeah. That's a lot, bro. That is. So that's respect. So shout out to him. All right, man, so that's going to wrap up our UFC coverage, man. Uh, what a great fight. Uh, great fight night it was, UFC 251. 
We're going to talk a little bit NBA. There's a question out there that me and Black want to address. And then we are going to wrap it up and we are going to get out of here. Right, Black. So there's been a question that's just been floating around and on on ESPN, on FS1, um, even your local barber shops, on your Twitters and your Instagrams. It's been something out there that's really just starting to get on my last nerves, and I think it's getting in your last nerves too, Black. So I want to ask the question, man. Will the champion? of this year's NBA season have an asterisk next to it due to everything that is going on. Better yet, it's only one team and one player who they're putting this asterisk next to. (laughs) Thank you. And it's Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James. Because if Giannis wins a title, it's cool. If Kawhi Leonard goes and wins a championship with his third team and the Clippers win their first ring, it's cool. Boston, it's cool. Well, if LeBron wins, and I love Skip Bayless. I like him a lot. He's my favorite personality on TV right there with Stephen A. But he sounds like a fool generating this conversation by the asterisks being next to the Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James if they win the championship this season. It is utterly ridiculous, Black, that this conversation, this narrative is going on. If anything, this is the hardest championship to win. You're in a bubble. You're away from your family for three to four months. You got to deal with testing. You got to deal with isolation. You got to deal with so many things. There's no home court advantage. There's nothing. There's nothing. Nothing normal about this. It's a lot going on here. And in my opinion, the winner of this championship this year this, has to, this might be one of the greatest NBA champions ever because of the circumstances. So media, Twitter, Instagrammers, let's stop this ridiculous notion tagging this on LeBron James. <laughs> Why y'all don't want to see Bron get this fourth ring? <laughs> Why y'all want to hate on Bron? Hey. Y'all ain't going to hate on Jason Tatum. Y'all ain't going to hate on Giannis. Y'all ain't going to hate on Kawhi. Y'all ain't going to hate on none of these boys, but y'all going to hate on Bron? Oh, he had a five-month rest. He had plenty of time to get healthy. So did everybody else. (laughs) So my opinion is, my opinion on this whole matter with the asterisks is simple. It's simple, Black. I'm about to toss it to you. You want to know what that that one sentence I have of everybody is? Shut the hell up. (laughs) That's all I got, Black. This is ridiculous to me. We might as well just call it the LeBron asterisk. What, what, what is it? Asterisk. Ast- the LeBron asterisk. That's what it is. Because people don't want to see the king win. They don't want to see him regain his throne. But you know what, D? It's too late. 
It's going to happen. It's coming. It's all you media, all you reporters, all you sports reporters, all you people on Twitter and Instagram, whatever it is. You're just buying time. You're buying time. That's what you're doing. Yes. Because you know what's going to happen? Mm. Do you know what's going to happen? I have an idea. LeBron James will hoist mm. his fourth championship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all you Astro can kiss my ass. Like D just said, this is the hardest championship to win. Only, only the mentally tough yeah. will get through it and win championships. Yeah. And you know who the mentally toughest person is in the league? Mm-hmm. LeBron James. Facts. Everybody wants to give Giannis a pass. Everybody wants to give Kawhi a pass. Oh, guess what they were saying about Kawhi? If he wins this championship, he's won a championship with three different teams. This makes him greater than LeBron James. Please. Are you crazy? Please. But if LeBron wins it, oh, it has to be an asterisk next to it. Ridiculous, bro. Ridiculous, bro. The hate has to stop. Yes. Are you are you mad because we're comparing him to Michael Jordan? Are you mad because people we put him over Michael Jordan? Yeah. Is that why he's getting all this hate? It's asinine. At the end of this bubble, when all the smoke clears, the crown will go back on the king's head. Mm. That gospel. So all your asterisks, everything you want to put on them, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because the king will hoist his fourth NBA championship Mm, 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 mm. with three different teams. Mm, 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 mm. Skip Bayless, I hate you for this. (laughs) It's all just the hate that you have for LeBron. And thank you, Shannon, for standing up strong. Uncle Shay Shay. You the one that put this crap out here about LeBron. You don't see Stephen A. hating. You don't see Max Kellerman hating. You don't see Shannon hating. You just hate LeBron because he's being compared to Michael Jordan. <laughs> D. Yes, sir. No matter what happens this year. Yeah. A champion will be crowned. It will be crowned. We want it to be. The Los Angeles Lakers and we do. LeBron James. We do. We do. But we know it's basketball has to be played. And anything. We got a hoop. And basketball can happen. We got a hoop. But I know in the bottom of my heart. Because I seen what happened before all this pandemic stuff was going on. We seen it. I seen it. They seen it too. <laughs> they saw it too. People started to, people started to get scared and worried. Trembling. What this man was doing. The ground was moving. At 35 years old. Leading the league in assists. 17 season in the league. 17. Yer. Milwaukee. Busted. Busted. Clippers. Bang, bang. When it mattered. Busted. Bang, bang. bang. The first two early games. I don't care. When the game, when the, when the, when the heat was on. Mm-hmm. Everybody oh, was healthy. Oh, LA could lose three straight games to the Clippers. Everybody was healthy. You know what happened in the third game? Bang, bang. Everybody Dusted. Was Everybody was healthy. That's what y'all told us. 
Y'all told us going into the Clipper game, this is the first time Kawhi and PG are on the floor together. They're healthy. And you know what LeBron James did? Bang, they bang. won by 10. Bang, bang. Hey. Hey. Boston Celtics. Game winner. Get you out of here. See you later. See you in the bubble. <laughs> See you in the bubble. And then a coronavirus 19 pandemic happened. It did. Still going on. So they're trying to interfere with the greatness of the king. They're trying to interfere with the greatness of the king. You know what I really think, D? Mm. And you might think I'm old. Yeah, bro, you just talking. I really think they gave Trump a call. Like, Trump, we need something to happen in the world. Because we don't want to see LeBron James horse this fourth trophy. (laughs) So let's let a pandemic happen (laughs) to slow him down and stop him. Because the rate and the speed and the and what LeBron was doing before this happened was insane. Mm-hmm. 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 LeBron James was already locked and loaded for playoff mode before he even got here. Yeah, we about to see. It's almost time. So the. I'm sorry, D, but I had to get that off. No problem. Because I'm tired of hearing it. I'm tired this. of hearing it. Y'all just buying time with the this. king. This. Stop hating on LeBron James. Stop being a hater. Respect it. Everybody, give me a man some respect. Y'all stop doing it. Because at the end of the day, he going to be the one smiling. Why y'all hating? LeBron James. No asterisk. No asterisk on the championship. LeBron James. LeBron James. Wow. I always love a good, passionate, passionate uh, rant from Black. Good, passionate rant. All right, man. So we get ready to get on up out of here. We're going to run down some other news, man. And um, we'll see y'all in a bit. I'm going to run this back. All right, what we got? All right, man. So we're going to talk about this a lot more. A lot more in the coming weeks with college football. We don't know if it's going to happen. We don't know. So the Pac-10 and the Big Ten have announced that they will only do conference sports in the fall. So that's football. uh, uh, I guess basketball, too, I guess. Uh, All the sports that take place in the fall, they're only going to do conference play, man. So the SEC and the ACC are expected to – Make some type of announcement here shortly, man. So we just gonna have to keep our eyes to it. Once we learn more, me and Black are dive into, you know, the possibilities of having a college football season or the sadness of not having one this year. That would totally suck. All right, Black. So Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury look like they are close to a day. It's looking like it's gonna be December 19th. December 19th for Fury and Wilder Part Three. Um, a lot of people don't want to see this fight, including myself, including Black. We are ready for the fight that needs to happen. Black says it all the time. One face, one champion, one face. It's time for Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury to happen to get one champion. We wanted it to be Wilder, but he lost. So it's time to move on. But December 19th, Fury, Wilder looks to take place. All right, the NFL is cutting the preseason down to two games. They've also canceled the Hall of Fame game. A lot of NFL uh, personnel are expecting the NFL to do away with the preseason altogether. Um, A lot of money, a lot of revenue is there in the preseason. I know these owners don't want to give it up, but we're in a pandemic, and we want football. Something's got to give. All right, 
So down in Texas A&M, the Aggies have been sentenced to a one-year probation. They found some accusations and some wrongdoings from Jimbo Fisher and the Aggies. Uh, Jimbo is under some type of six-month uh, program, and the Aggies are under one-year probation, man. Um, they are keeping it undercover what exactly went down. They've already handed down the punishment. Uh, thank God Jimbo is not at Florida State doing that to us. So we'll see what goes on with AM. Uh Bradley Bill, Brian Erlacher, Travis Kelsey have joined Alex Rodriguez and Jennifer Lopez to form a super group to buy the Mets. Now I was I was surprised when I saw this uh news line. Yeah, Bradley Bill? Bradley Bill from the Washington Wizards. Really? Yes. Okay. Bradley Bill, Brian Erlacher, Travis Kelsey have joined A-Rod and Jennifer Lopez and a host of other people to try to buy the Mets. Now, that's huge. That's you huge. got all these superstar athletes, all these people who made a lot of money trying to come together to own this baseball team. And we'll have to keep our eye to it, but that, that caught my eye um, when I saw that. And last but not least, Black, I want to play this clip here, man. Uh, LeBron James is, um, he was on a new TV show, Apple produced TV show. Uh, it's called, uh, I think greatness or something like that. But I have a small clip, um, from the King talking about, uh, well, a little excerpt from it, man. A little preview from the show on Apple TV. It's LeBron James. You got LeBron, Serena Williams, Tom Brady. It's superstar people who've had mega moments in sports. Not giving their take, and it's beautifully shot. So I'm going to play this clip from LeBron. I am. This is what I am. Game five, we in Miami. I'm sitting down in one of the best defensive stands I've had in my career. Paul Pierce, a guy that I've battled a lot in Eastern Conference up until that point. He's dribbling the ball, he raises up, he shoots a three. If I would have got any close, I would have been inside his uniform. And he drains it in my face. And, um, I felt nothing. Yeah, man, so that's LeBron James on a new show on Apple TV called Greatness Code. So a little tip for all my Apple users out there, you can get Apple TV free for one year. Right now on your phone, you can get it free for one whole year, and you can catch these episodes. So basically LeBron was saying he felt the shift in his energy after losing to Boston, Boston 3-2, and we all know what happened in Game 6 that year. LeBron just went absolutely bonkers on the Celtics and the Heat. Got that win. Brown with like 45, 13, and 12 or something like that. Just something just out of this world. But it's a cool breakdown hearing it from LeBron because we don't really hear Brown talk about moments from his career like that, you know? So it was really dope to see. So you got Tom Brady talking about the 28-3 situation with the Falcons. You got Serena Williams talking about the Serena run she went on. And you got other great um, uh, players on there as well. So the show is called Greatness Code. You can check it out on Apple TV. All my Apple iPhone users, you can get Apple TV for free for one whole year right now. All you got to do is go inside your phone and click the app, and you'll see it. All right, man, so one last thing before we get out of here. So something special next week, man. Uh, the NPN Network, shout out to Alp and NPN. Uh, the Reduce Lunch brand, Reduce Lunch Show, is, uh, and the Reduce Lunch Sports Show. We're going to be kicking off the Fly Socks and Tees Digital Week next week, man. So Al Pete is a legendary DJ here in Jacksonville, and he throws one of the biggest parties of the year every single year, and it's called Fly Socks and Tees. If you have never been to one, you're missing out, man. It's really, really a dope experience. But unfortunately, due to the pandemic, he's not able to throw that party this year. So in return, 
he's going to be pushing the network, the NPN network, and he's going to be doing a digital week. You're going to have podcasts. You're going to have performances by local musicians, and uh, you're going to have um, uh, tutorials. You're going to have a lot of things with the Fly Socks and Tees Digital Week. But yours truly, the Reduce Lunch brand, uh, Reduce Lunch Podcast, and Reduce Lunch Sports, will be kicking it off next Sunday. So the show that we do next Sunday will be live. They're going to be streaming it. We could be all over Jacksonville uh, Airways next week between 6 and 8 o'clock next week, man. So uh, shout out to Al Pete and NPM, man. We're really looking forward to it. So that's something different for the sports desk next week, okay? Uh, but that's pretty much all we got today, man. We had a loaded show. It was great to be back. Episode 66. Uh, here at the Sports Desk, me and Black, Black are in full steam ahead again. We got uh, uh, NBA coming up. We got potential training camp, NFL, baseball, hockey. We got boxing going. We got MMA going. The sports world is moving again, man, and we are happy about that. So we're going to be giving you guys what you're looking for each and every week. Black, you got anything else before we get out of here? Yeah, man, I just want to say uh, to all our listeners, thank you. And like, like DJ said, man, shout out to Al P and uh, MPN, man, for everything that's going to go down next weekend, man. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm excited. Uh, I also want to say to all our listeners, thank y'all for rocking with us, man. We we appreciate all the love that, that y'all show us, man. We appreciate y'all. Yeah, man, just a, just a, just a great spot, man, Black and in, man. Like, we just really having a great time doing this, man. And we just appreciate all y'all feedback and all y'all support that y'all give us. Echo the sentiments. Everything that Black said, I feel the exact same way. So again, man, this is your man, Desiree L. Hicks Jr., one of your favorite sportsologists. Again, episode 66 of the Sports Desk. And this is your man, Black, one of your favorite sportsologists. Thank y'all, man. Y'all can hit me up at Black, ENL3. On Twitter, on Twitter and Instagram, man, y'all hit me up. Yeah, y'all can hit your boy up too at Dedrick uh, Hicks Jr. on Twitter and Instagram. Y'all pay attention to the Reduce Lunch Sports page. Hey, man, thank y'all for all the love on the show and tell a secret conversation show that I got out there on YouTube and IGTV. I'm getting a lot of love, man. I'm really, really like blown away. It might be kind of small to some others, but the first show, man, we got almost 400 views. All together, man, on all the social media pages. And then the second episode, we did 500, almost 500 views on, on both, uh, all, all the networks that we got it on, man. So just appreciate y'all, man. You know, we're going to keep it going, man. And uh, I really enjoy what we're doing here. So, all right, man, this has been episode 66 of the Sports Desk. And we'll get at y'all uh, next week. Yes, we will. We will not be taking a break on y'all. So y'all don't have to hit me. I'm a homeboy. To say anything to us. We are on the road. One of the biggest guys that I've ever heard of in my whole life. I love this my brother. It's a lie, Hulk Hogan. And that's enough to get me hot. But what you said to Elizabeth is enough to get me to the boiling point. Yeah. I love Elizabeth. Oh, Hogan, you say you love Elizabeth? Well, I got news for you, man. Yeah, I got news for you. Elizabeth is going to be in the corner of the Macho Man Randy Savage at WrestleMania 5. Yeah. And let me tell you something. You say you love me like a brother. Well, listen to this, Hulk Hogan. I hate you. I hate your guts. And that's what's going to be left all over the mat after WrestleMania 5.